Welcome to the Ditcher Diet Podcast. My name is Kerry and today I wanted to speak to you about FOMO, so fear of missing out when we're on our weight loss journey. So we've been talking a lot about FOMO recently uh, in our community of uh, people going through on a weight loss journey and I had a really specific uh, example that came up with a client recently and it's just so interesting how this fear of missing out can really play out in our weight loss journey. So picture this, let's just call her Jenna. So Jenna was at a picnic recently and everyone was there having lunch, drinking a little bit of Prosecco. And then when everyone had wrapped up, someone brought out a cake that they brought to share after lunch. So as the cake was being cut and glasses were being refilled, she started to feel as if she was missing out because all the lunch that she'd brought was all according to her plan and she decided that she was going to have a glass of Prosecco so she didn't feel like she was missing out before but everyone started going for the second glass of Prosecco and then the cake. So seeing everyone else drink the Prosecco and eat the cake made her feel like it wasn't fair. Like why can't I do that too, she thought. And when we think these thoughts we tend to get really focused on just how miserable it is, actually. Like, I really want to do that. Why can't I do that? So she literally ended up spending the rest of the picnic focused on how miserable she felt, you know, that it's okay, she was losing weight, but she just wants to eat like everyone else. And it's just not fair. Like, why can't she just eat like everyone else? Can you relate to that? So I know that's quite a specific example of being out in a social situation and maybe having some visual cues and seeing everyone else do something that you want to participate in. But this comes up for so many of us in different variations. Maybe it's a family dinner where people are eating potatoes and you've decided you're not eating potatoes. Maybe there's bread going around at the dinner table. Maybe someone's bought chocolate and it's in the house and now you've seen it and you can't unsee it. Or maybe you've just walked down the street and you've gone past a cafe and you've literally seen a stranger eating a croissant and having a coffee and you just start thinking, I really want that. So the the opportunity for FOMO to come up is absolutely everywhere and it's a really common thing that crops up on our weight loss journey. So here's the thing, when you're in FOMO, in the FOMO mindset, you're actually in your emotional childhood. It's like the inner child in you is having a tantrum and stamping her feet and going, it's just not fair. You know, why can't I do that too? I'm missing out. And quite often when we're in emotional childhood, we blame other people for things that we feel that we can't do. So maybe in the example of Jenna being at the picnic, she's potentially blaming the person who brought the cake, um, the people who were all eating it in front of her, blaming others for drinking more of the wine. And then there's so much blame because emotional childhood also brings about blame for yourself, blame for being overweight, blame for being the kind of person that doesn't have the metabolism that can, you know, have cake and wine and not put on weight, for not figuring this out you know, blaming yourself for wanting the cake and wanting the wine in the first place. Like, why can't I just be resilient to this and not even want it? And then a lot of resentment can come up as well. When we're in our emotional childhood, we can resent the weight loss journey. 
We can resent the fact that we're trying to make a positive change in our life and it feels really, really hard. We can easily go back into diet mentality at that point, like I can't have that and it's not fair. As if there's a rule somewhere that says you are not allowed to have any cake and any wine. It's it's very, uh, very much a different mindset from choosing not to do that powerfully because you know that that's the best thing for you in the long run. It's a very, very different mindset saying that you can't. It's not really true because there's no law. Who says you can't? So being an emotional childhood, it really just keeps us having a tantrum and stamping our feet inside and feeling like it's not fair. It's a very disempowering state of mind to be in. And really when we're on a weight loss journey and we're looking to heal our our relationship with food and heal our relationship with our bodies and actually just ditch the diet mentality and just be able to eat Uh, in a way that nourishes us and that we don't put on weight all the time to stop the fluctuations. That is what we want to get to. And that means that we need an empowered state of mind. We need to go into emotional adulthood and actually take responsibility for our thoughts that are creating our feelings. So this kind of mindset is really interesting. If we go back to the example of Jenna, when she's in a FOMO mindset, she's missing out on what's really important. I mean, after all, for her example, why is she even there? She's there at the picnic because she wants to connect with her loved ones, whether it's family or friends. She wants to be around the people that she loves. She wants to nurture those connections. She wants to feel connected to the loved people in her life. And also, what's also important at that point as well is that she's decided that she wants to lose weight to create better health, to create a different relationship with food and a different relationship with her body so she's not taking up so much mental energy with all of that mind drama, beating herself up and wanting to lose weight all the time. So when she is focused on being Uh, missing out when she's in FOMO mode, she's not keeping present to her journey where she's actually learning how to be different around food, how to actually maintain her weight, how to actually stop the fluctuations in weight, how to actually lose weight in a way that is sustainable for the long term. So let's have a a look at her mindset because when she is feeling like she's missing out, What's really going on is she is creating a lot of desire for that food. She really, really wants the Prosecco and the cake. So that feeling of desire can be really quite overwhelming. And it really seems like this comes up because people are drinking Prosecco and having cake at the picnic. So what she's doing is she's focusing on others eating She's finding that that desire for the food increases because maybe she's literally watching the bits of cake go from the fork into other people's mouths and thinking how much she wants that. Her, you know, um, her mouth is probably salivating. Um, She's trying to resist the feeling of desire and it's just growing more and more and more because she's trying to avoid it. She's not even connecting with the other people around her. She's effectively missing out on nurturing that connection with the people there because she's so focused on the cake, on the Prosecco, and on the fact that she's not having it. And you're also missing out on the opportunity to be different around food, to actually create a different way of being around food, 
Effectively, you're strengthening the neural pathway that you've practiced loads and loads of times. This neural pathway is the one that when it sees cake and it sees Prosecco, it just goes, oh my God, yum, give me some. And your practiced habit is to grab the cake and grab the Prosecco and to consume it. And we need to break that pattern because that's a very learned and conditioned response to actually seeing the cake and seeing the Prosecco. So when she doesn't actually practice being in a different way, she's further strengthening that neural pathway, that habit pathway, and she's feeling worse because she's focusing so much on the cake and so much on the Prosecco. She feels even more desire. She's not processing the feeling. She's trying to avoid it, trying to resist it, which makes it grow. So you create even more desire when you stay in this mindset because the thought, I am missing out, creates a feeling of desire. Only this thought can create this desire because we know from the think, feel, act cycle, which teaches us that your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings create your actions. We know then that when she thinks I'm missing out, that it's going to create that feeling in her body of desire. And that's when her mouth starts to salivate and she starts really focusing in on what's going on there. So it's interesting when we're in this frame of mind because it feels like this desire comes up from the fact that there's Prosecco and cake has just been brought out at this picnic. So we feel this desire and we think, oh, they brought cake. I didn't know there was going to be cake here. I feel like I'm missing out. And that's actually what's happening is your brain is having a response to that. Your brain is thinking, I want some. I can't have some. I'm missing out. And that creates the feeling of desire. It is not the Prosecco and it is not the cake that creates that desire. And how do we know that? Because if I was at that picnic and someone brought out cake, I'm not actually that much of a fan of cake. So I would be thinking, no, thanks. I might be feeling like I'm missing out a bit with the Prosecco and I'd have to practice some of my techniques to do that. But you can see how different people have a very different response to an external object. So if we reframe and think about Prosecco as an external object and cake as an external object, everyone's going to have very different thoughts about that. So if your thought is, I'm missing out, it's not fair, I can't have that, I want that, it will create desire for you. And when you're feeling the desire, this is what drives all human actions. When humans feel desire, they tend to focus on the food, focus on people eating that food, watching them, wishing they were having it. The desire increases, the mouth starts to salivate even more. And because you're trying to resist this feeling and pretend maybe even it's not there, it grows more and more. Have you ever tried to um, resist or avoid or just not get in touch with a feeling like anger and just pretend it's not there? It grows and it's the same with desire. So while you're doing this, while you're in your head, you're not connecting to others around you at this point. You're missing out on nurturing the connection with the very people that you want to spend time with. And you're missing the opportunity to be a different way around these foods. So you're strengthening that neural pathway, as I mentioned before. You're reacting in the same way you always have to cake and Prosecco. Here's another option if we have a think about a different mindset. There's a couple of different options, in fact. So people are drinking Prosecco and someone's brought cake out at the picnic. So when you think a thought like I'm changing my habit to of needing to drink wine and, um, and eat cake, you can then choose to feel the discomfort. Now, I'm not saying that this should be a happy 
all rainbows and unicorns journey. That's just not really the truth. You can choose to feel that discomfort. And when you feel that discomfort and you start to grow your muscle in terms of managing that urge and not responding to the desire to eat that, you're noticing the discomfort. You're allowing the feeling to process it. You're getting in touch with it and saying, okay, I'm feeling this desire. That's normal. That's something I've done a lot in the past. So you're not resisting it and avoiding it. You're not saying, I wish I didn't feel this desire. It's wrong. I should not be feeling this. You're actually saying, that's okay. It's normal for me to feel this. I am changing this. I'm changing my habit of needing to drink wine and eat cake. You can uh, then manage that urge and create and build the strength of that new neural pathway, which is going to mean that you're going to respond differently around cake and Prosecco in the future. You're going to start to build the muscle of confidence and strength and resilience so that the next time you see cake, you still might feel that desire, but it's going to be a very different response and it's going to get easier and easier and easier over time. So that's a way that we can actually just sit with the discomfort and know that it's normal to feel that. And we don't have to make it bad or wrong or try and get rid of it, which makes it worse. We can actually just sit and feel it. We can also go into a different mindset as well where we actually focus on the people around us. So we're at a picnic, people bring out the Prosecco and the cake at the picnic. And if you choose to think I'm focusing on the people around me, after all, that's why you're there, then it can bring you a feeling of connection. So that might mean that from a place of connection, you then take interest and chat to the people around you. You start building and deepening those relationships. You, you're actually focusing in on the real reason why you're there. Maybe you go off and you play frisbee or something, or you kick a ball around and actually have some fun with the people there. Because again, that's why you're there. You're not just there to eat loads of cake and drink loads of wine. So this is helping you to actually foster that sense of connection and really actually create what you wanted to create from being at the picnic in the first place. That's just two examples of different mindsets that you could have when instead of feeling FOMO, instead of feeling like you're missing out. Now, both of these take us into emotional adulthood as well because we're taking responsibility. We understand it's normal and natural to feel desire when we feel that way. And then we're taking responsibility of managing that desire, noticing the discomfort, knowing it's human and knowing that we are taking positive steps in the direction that we want to take to create that healthier version of ourselves. So really the first step with this, if any of this has resonated with you, the first step is awareness. And I really don't want to underestimate the value of awareness because just shining a light on these thoughts seriously it is the first step because quite often people will feel and it's very normal for humans to to think this way is that when they see the food that they have a lot of desire for or they smell the food or people around them are having the food that they feel that they want it can be uh, very easy to think that it is those situations external to us that are creating those feelings of over-desire, of urging to eat that, of feeling like we're missing out. And the truth is, there is a step in between that. Your brain is having a thought in response to that external circumstance. So we want to get awareness of these thoughts. So 
If you're out and about and you notice that you suddenly feel this desire and you feel like you're missing out, just ask yourself, what's going on? What am I thinking right now? Why do I want that? And if you get the opportunity, write them down and do that as often as you can because you're going to start to see all of the chatter that goes on in your brain that is so unconscious. It is just so practiced. We don't even notice it anymore. So we think that seeing or smelling or being around certain foods is what causes our desire. And it's actually not. It is our thoughts. So we can choose a different thought other than fear of missing out, but we can't choose a new thought and move into a different mindset without having full awareness of what's going on in our brain right now. So get aware of the thoughts, write them down, and then just create awareness around how you're acting when you see, smell, or remember. Even memories can create this desire and a feeling of missing out like, oh, I'm never going to eat that food again, which isn't true. You can choose to eat any food you want. You can have it as a joy eat if you're losing weight and you want to you know, practice being in a different way around foods and and make sure that you're having a, you know, certain measured amount of it as well. So it doesn't interrupt your weight loss journey. That's not true. It's not that you can't have it again. So really these fear of missing out thoughts are absolute bullshit. And if we call bullshit on them, then we can start to bring awareness and start to change them. So that's what I invite you to do this week is to notice where do you feel like you're missing out? How does that come up for you? What thoughts are you thinking? If you've got any thoughts that you want to share, I'd love to hear them. You can find this podcast episode over on my website, kerrydwilliams.com forward slash 220. And you can leave a comment there. I'd love to hear some of the thoughts that are going on in your brain. It's really common. It's very normal. And most of us have these thoughts around certain foods. So when we get aware of them, we can start to change them. Okay, have a lovely week and I will speak to you again next week. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then I invite you to check out my five steps to stop overeating training. You can go to my website, kerrydwilliams.com forward slash five steps, and that's the number five, then steps. And you can sign up for this five day series. So in this series, I'm going to guide you step by step through a process so that you can create a foundation to put in place to break that pattern of overeating and start losing weight for the last time. So if you would like to go deeper with everything we talk about on this podcast, then this is the first step. You can go to my website, kerrydwilliams.com forward slash five steps to access the training. And that is spelled K-E-R-I-D williams.com. I look forward to seeing you on the training.